One, two, three, four. My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms try to suppress their anxiety about parenting in a post-fact world by watching kids' TV by themselves. Oh man, that brings me down, too, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Deborah, and I have three kids. Uh, Tony is seven, and I have twins, Libby and Nate, who are four. And I'm Katie, and I have one kid, Jay, who is 22 months old. Deborah, our kids are adorable, aren't they? They sure are. And now my daughter just got a short haircut, like a pixie haircut. Aww. Um, it's really cute, but she's also likes to wear clothes that aren't always femme-presenting, I guess. Right. And so now at least every day somebody thinks that I have three little boys and it kind of bothers me, but I'm trying to teach her to brush it off. Yeah. And she is, she's like, I'm a girl. <laughs> Which is so cute. <laughs> Jay just recently told his first joke. Oh, he did not know that it was a joke, but it was an excellent joke. So I just have to share it with you here. So, we had a big pile of pillows on the floor, and we call it the boom pile. And we were playing on the boom pile, and as usually happens, towards the end of our time playing on the boom pile, I was just laying on the floor and being a human jungle gym for Jay. And at one point, Jay said, I love pillows. And I was feeling a little left out, like, hey, I'm the one doing the heavy lifting here. You're climbing all over me. You're barely even on the pillows. So I said, Jay, what about mommy? And Jay said, mommy loves pillows, too. <laughs> Should we quickly summarize our screen time policies for new listeners? Ooh, summer just started. Oh, so... my gosh. What changed? Yeah, give me the scoop. I don't know yet, but my seven-year-old is spending a week at my parents on his own, which is great for everybody, and I didn't pack an iPad for him, which he doesn't know yet. Ooh. So I'm sure he'll like get to watch TV, and they have, he can play computer games and stuff, but I think it'll be good. Complete separation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing how this turns out. Uh, I think because we got to do something different from for the summer because otherwise all, they're just going to be bugging me for screen time all day because mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, they're home and unscheduled for a lot more time than during the school year. Do they do camp at all or? Oh, yeah, they have activities and stuff, but mm -hmm. my seven year old is not doing a lot of all day long type stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, our screen time policy hasn't really changed all that much since before your kids start school. Summer and, summer and school year are pretty much the same. Uh, so he gets on average a half an hour a day. But we did do a flight, just the two of us, me and Jay, to and from Hawaii recently, which was total extra screen time. Yeah, I think of course. We watched Moana like three or four times all the way through. <laughs> Which is perfect if you're heading to Hawaii. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it might help get him familiar with the concept of waves and the ocean. And 
Yeah. I do think it helped a little bit, so I don't I don't feel guilty. No mom guilt there. Yay. <laughs> All right, shall we move on to the main event? Deborah, I have to say that in our early podcast episodes, uh, when when we were just getting used to the different segments, I would say, let's move on to the main event. And then I would be saying something and you would get really excited and interrupt me and be like, Wonder Pets or whatever it was. <laughs> I love that. I love the way it sounds. Not that we can ever recreate it now that I've brought up that magical moment. But okay, go ahead and introduce our topic. <laughs> DC Superhero Girls. <laughs> I was really confused by this because the episodes are so short. Did it start as a web series? That would have been my assumption, but I did a little teeny tiny bit of reading about the Boomerang Network, and it didn't say anything about starting as a web-only platform. Okay. Okay. So it's really short episodes. It is about... Like, it's the DC comics, like, superhero girls, like, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Poison Ivy, or just Ivy, Katana, all these characters. I am not well-versed in superheroes. And then it is, like, a high school setting, so it also deals with, like, high school, that particular traumas of friendship and passing tests and stuff like that also. And then because I was just confused that it was so short because it felt like I was getting away with something because normally I have to set aside like a couple hours to watch everything and I could get rid of this task in like 15 minutes. So then I said, Katie, let's watch another show. (laughs) (laughs) Because then there's also uh, Galactic Wonder, which is like a Legoized version of DC superhero girls but seems i don't they're like related but this is that show is mostly created as like marketing propaganda for the dc superhero girls lego sets okay so are there multiple because that's what i didn't get was this galactic wonder thing like a one-off or were more of them lego versions it was like a five-part we watched the first episode in like a five-part miniseries I guess okay so uh so why did we pick it well nothing else we wanted to watch was available right (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was a weird week where we kept coming up with ideas and it was like oh that's not streaming or oh that's not on demand so (laughs) yeah but this was it was good worked out I am also weirdly seeing Wonder Woman uh tomorrow which by the time this podcast goes live wonder woman will be old news but it's new i think it's just coming out today we're recording this on friday um so i'm going to see the movie tomorrow and i'm pretty excited so maybe this counted as background research totally what's that rated is it kid friendly or not really um i want to say it's probably pg-13 that would be my guess okay so we watched uh Season from season one, we watched episode one and episode twelve, and for those were called "Welcome to Superhero High," (laughs) saving the day, and then from season two, episode nine, Frank and Ivy, and then the special Lego episode that you mentioned. Yes, Galactic Wonder. So again, as Deborah said, these episodes were super short; they barely merit 
episode summaries. Um, but I wanted to talk really quickly before we started about our general thoughts about superheroes. Deborah, you said you're not really a superhero person. Um, do you see any of the superhero movies or are your kids into any superheroes? My kids are super into superheroes, so I know just the basics. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a blockbuster movie fan, really, so I, I think that's why I have not gotten into superheroes. And because we grew up in like a more genderized time, comic books were like not for girls yeah. when I was growing up, and so I never read comic books. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Really, the only comics I read growing up were Archie. But my husband and I, one of the great things about being married to me is that our nerdery, our respective nerdery rubs off on the other person. Mm. So I would not have considered myself uh, much of a comic book person or a Star Wars fan or anything like that before we got married. And likewise, he would never consider himself a lover of Doctor Who or any various nerdy properties that I prefer. So pretty much all my superhero knowledge comes from him. I definitely know way more about the Marvel side of the house than I do about the DC side of the house. So like you were saying, I know I recognize very little about the characters in the show we're talking about. But I think in general, I'm just kind of over it. There have been so many superhero movies. There are like... 80 every year that's an exaggeration but it feels like it and every one of them is supposed to be this big event that I'm supposed to be super excited about seeing and I just can't muster that kind of enthusiasm anymore (sighs) and I really like Robert Downey Jr. and I've never even seen Iron Man but is that Marvel that's Marvel Marvel. Mm -hmm. okay I don't don't even know my houses I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for origin stories, so I like Iron Man One. That would be my recommendation if you're really interested. It's the most charming, I think, of all of the uh, the Iron Man properties. But there you go. That's just my two cents. Okay, should we move on to the actual episode? Sure. What did you think of episode one? All right. So, welcome to Superhero High. It was just like a recruitment ad, right, for Superhero High. It was a really quick. Uh, And it was the principal talking about what they do at Superhero High and encouraging people to enroll. Uh, What I thought was funny was, one, do they really need a recruitment ad for Superhero High? Like, are there many Superhero High options that you're choosing (laughs) among? Right. (laughs) Also, the ad seems fairly non-superhero specific. It's like, we'll help you reach your full potential and we'll challenge you and... Yeah, and it doesn't say anything about, like, you need superheroes to apply. So I wonder what they would do if, like, a non-powered person applied to the school, if there would be some sort of, like, quota. (laughs) Right, right. That's funny. Okay, so I had two thoughts about episode one. Did you, are you young enough, and did you fake enough sick days in elementary school to remember that Sally Struthers commercial like, do you want to make more money? And it was an ad for it was like a correspondence course for all these different occupations. Wow. No, the only <laughs> Sally Struthers ad I remember about. is the one for like the children's fund that she did for so many years. But I don't remember the correspondence course. <laughs> oh, shoot. 
Anyway. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's I... probably on YouTube. I'm going to find it. All right. All right. Um, and then as a parent who has actually searched for schools, like there was not a lot of substance mm -hmm. to that commercial, like nothing about different learning styles, which I would think there would be a range. Yeah. Because the it's... superhero population. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, there just, there just wasn't a lot of, I don't know. I wouldn't pick that school for my kids. Superhero yeah. abilities or or not just because they, they don't seem to have very rigorous academic standards uh spoiler but supergirl seems like a particularly dull bulb like she wouldn't pass any sort of entrance exams or anything <laughs> yeah she was like a i was like why is she dumb but her because it's because she's strong also she's blonde you know blonde people are dumb right oh <laughs> I get. I, d I didn't even think about that. But yeah. that, like, late in a later episode, somebody was like, "Supergirl, you're really strong." And I was like, "Oh, she's a jock, because oh. jocks can't be smart, and smart kids can't be athletic." I uh, guess. I guess as a blonde, I jumped immediately to the defensive. She's just dumb because she's a blonde. I hate you all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one other thing that they introduced in this first episode is it would seem at Superhero High, villains are welcome too, and that they've totally ignored backstories. Because what little I know about the DC superhero world, the, the four main girls, at least at the beginning of the DC superhero girls, are Wonder Woman, Bumblebee, who I had never previously heard of, but then Harlequin and Poison Ivy, and both of them are, are villains, if I remember my mid-90s Batman movies correctly. Well, and there was a Joker-looking girl, too. Oh, was there? Oh, okay. She didn't get named in any of the episodes that we watched, I didn't think, but she looked like a female Joker. So I guess they're pretending that none of the villain backs... Well, they're pretending that none of the backstories really exist. But that right. the villains aren't villains yet, or maybe won't be villains in this alternative timeline. But I just thought that was strange, anyway, about episode one. And then episode 12, Saving the Day. That was one where Wonder Woman, Bumblebee, Ivy, and a couple others try to save one of their teachers. What's his name? Mr. Fox? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And he took his invisible jetpack for a spin, but then he got stuck on top of, like, an amulet on top of the tower, so they try to save him. Cheetah, like, ends up getting saved by Wonder Woman also, and then she admits to sabotaging Wonder Woman. Uh, the teacher administering the final that Wonder Woman had skipped out on comes out and kind of pretends to be mad, but then gives her an A-plus in the end. So here's the weird thing about that final. They run out because there's alarm, an alarm that goes off, and they're like, it's the save the day alarm. We have to go out and save the day. But all the students in the school are superheroes. Why isn't everyone rushing out onto the quad when the alarm goes off? Why is it just Wonder Woman, Bumblebee, Harlequin, and Poison Ivy? Are they like the superest of the super students? Were they the only ones that could hear it, maybe? Mm, like it's a dog whistle? Yeah, I don't know. That is weird. Was it part? It seemed to me like it was maybe part of the final. Like it was a. Oh, like it only rang in their classroom. 
Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, should we move on to episode nine, season two, episode nine? Sure. Sure. Okay. So this episode was called Frank and Ivy. And Ivy, the student Ivy, who can control plants, uh, made like a dog-like potted plant. It was a little puppy. And as it grew, it was very overprotective of her and it became a problem. It was lashing out at people uh, for very small infractions. So eventually it was pruned by one of the other superior students, Katana. And that's the first we saw of uh, Katana. And she pruned it back to its puppy shape. So everything was good. This one was my favorite. I thought it was really hilarious. <laughs> At the beginning, she was like, he wouldn't hurt anyone. He's organic. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. And then it was dumb because, I mean, isn't the plant going to be like a, I don't know, like I have a Christmas cactus. And like. Part of it just fell off because my kids were messing with it, I think, and didn't admit to it. So I just took this, like, branch of the Christmas cactus and I stuck it in a pot of dirt. Mm -hmm. And now it's a new Chris Christmas cactus plant. Whoa, your thumbs so, are like, so much greener than mine. <laughs> no, I, it was no work at all. <laughs> so, like, I'm just thinking that Katana, like, cut up the oversized plant and all those little pieces... Oh, no. See, that's that's why the shortness of these episodes confused me, because I thought there was a whole... I mean, this plot could have kept going. It could have been really terrifying. Yeah, the Frank and Ivy takes over the school. That is terrifying. Yeah. Do you want to quickly summarize the Galactic Wonder episodes? So this had fewer main characters. It focused on Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Fat Girl. So the animation is different for this. Um, the DC superhero girls, the shorter episodes, they look more like Barbie comic characters, mm -hmm. kind of. And these are like shorter, stubbier Lego characters. And like I said at the beginning, I think it was just, it's just like marketing for the Legos superhero girl sets. Um, but the plot is around Wonder Woman's mother comes to visit, and she doesn't think that Wonder Woman belongs at Superhero High. She thinks that she belongs at a much more rigorous boarding school, which Katie and I, we might agree to that. Mm -hmm. And the mother doesn't seem to understand anything about teamwork or approve of any of her friends. And then Lena Luther, who's like the Lex Luthor female version villain, she shows up and she has these like miniature kryptonites that she's using as little weapons and they affect your emotions. Like there's a line that says, when they touch you, they affect your emotions. Stay away. Guys, you got to fight these feelings, which is so <laughs> would never, ever, ever get written into a male dominated superhero or anything targeted at boys. Yeah, so the only emotion they're allowed to be affected by is rage. Yeah. So then the hypno the crypto mites, I guess I'm saying it wrong, they take over Wonder Woman's mother and her Amazons, and it ends up that the superhero girls kind of prove that teamwork is valuable. Lena Luther joins in, and they end up getting the crypto mites to hypnotize each other. 
And happy ending, Wonder Woman's mother realizes that Wonder Woman should stay at Superhero High. What did you think of the episode as compared to the uh, the shorter little bite-sized ones? I thought that there were some funny parts. I think I preferred DC's Superhero Girls to the Lego, Lego ones. Now, How about you? You seem to have more of an experience with uh the legoization of all pop culture properties lately than I do but it seems like everything has a lego equivalent like there's lego star wars there's yeah it just everything also comes out in lego form when did that start boy i don't know yeah there's all kinds of superhero legos and then superhero girls legos there's like a different Lego aisle for girls and a different Lego aisle for boys. It's really stupid. Yeah. Like there are Lego friends, which are pastel Lego sets, basically. And the Lego figures are not like short, stocky Mm -hmm. guys. They're like slender and have like more hair. Right. Not like wild style in the Lego movie. Like she was the just. Like the normal Lego, right? uni- unisex, blocky Lego figure, but the Lego friends are like Barbieized. Yeah, I, I don't have girls, and this happened before I even have kids. But I remember reading about the uh, rebranding when Lego Friends came out because it was a big, uh, big push for Lego because they had always felt that they didn't appeal enough to girls. And I guess, like, if the alternative to DC Superhero Girl Legos are, like, the normal, girly, just dollhouse Legos, I'm glad that they have these superhero ones, at least. Right. I don't understand why girls can't get into the Legos that involve building things, too, though. I know. I don't get it. I mean, a lot of, like, Legos that you would start a kid who doesn't have an affinity for characters yet are like city legos which are there's like a helicopter and a fire truck and all these different vehicles which i don't really think of as uh i think of vehicles are are like gender neutral but i know that not everybody does yeah i think (sighs) boys are definitely pushed to cars and trains and construction vehicles and whatnot uh way quicker than girls are because they just don't have the immediate alternative of a doll right yeah sadly not that I agree with that um but yeah I always loved lego sets growing up like I love following instructions (laughs) I love getting the sets and like putting together all the complicated little uh pieces um and I didn't really care that. that it was like oh thanks I didn't really care that it was like boy pirates and all of that. It didn't bother me, but. So you had three sisters growing up. You, I mean, you have three sisters. But <laughs> yeah, they still exist. Did you all get Legos or were you were mainly the one interested in Legos? No, I wasn't. Uh, my older sister, the, I'm the third, so the one just older than me got all the Legos and she put them all together, and then they got taken apart and put into boxes, and half the pieces got lost. So by the time I got them, the sets were never complete. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. Yeah, hand me 
hand-me-down Legos. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> that does suck. What about you? Did your brother play with Legos? Yeah, and I didn't have them. And I think I'm not really a concrete, sequential type of person. So mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that he would have gotten Lego sets and I would have gotten more imaginative toys. Right. But maybe that's why I'm not good at math <laughs> and why I didn't major in engineering Oh man! because I was deprived of those. But I, I think it was probably more like he liked playing with that type of stuff and I liked playing with like stuffed animals instead. Well, I don't know. I Legos are awesome. I guess if Legos need to be pink and purple for girls to play with them, I don't think they do. But I guess if it makes more girls play with Legos, fine. Have your Lego friends. But is it even encouraging the same skills? Well, you still get, like, we have. Uh, one, we've bought one Lego friend set and it it's the same deal like okay you still have to build stuff you still have to build it yeah well that's good all right and we we did speaking of Moana uh we got a Moana set around the Easter Bunny brought a Moana set which you could buy in the girls aisle but like all my kids love Moana, so they mm-hmm. all want to play with it. Which who wouldn't love Moana? That movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that Disney got into bed with Lin Manuel Miranda. They're doing good things together. I know. We're so lucky to have him <laughs> in our world. <laughs> he's only like two years older than us. Does it sometimes depress you that like Oh, he's younger our... than me. I think he's younger than me or my age. You're not that much older than me. He's two years older than me. So How old are you? Age. I'm going to be 35 next in two weeks. Yeah, I'm 37. So. Okay, so he's your age, exactly. Yeah. So look at everything I have not accomplished. I know, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel. I mean, I'm very, I'm happy to consume the products he produces, but sometimes it does really bring me down. Like. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, do we want to move on from the Legos? Sure. I have a question about your more general thoughts about the teenifying of superheroes. I know it's an attempt to appeal to a younger audience, but weren't superheroes for kids to begin with? Oh, yeah. So I feel like there was this thing where, like, superheroes were initially for kids, and this is based on zero knowledge on my part. I've read, like, one book about Superman, and that's it. Um... And then there was this need to make Superman and superheroes in general gritty. So comics became grittier and then they became sexier. So they introduced all these female characters with big boobs. So then I guess they had to teen. They had to make everything teen specific to bring it back down to kids levels. I don't know. Well, whatever. My point is, do we really need this much prequel? Because I'm a sucker for origin stories. I love them. I know a ton of people hate them, but I think the original Iron Man, the Tobey Maguire first Spider-Man, I love those movies. But this isn't even that. It's not an origin story. It's not telling you how Batgirl became Batgirl or how Supergirl became Supergirl. And like like I said, it totally ignores the villains. 
it's like the Muppet Babies to the Muppets. You're right. Did you ever watch that? Yes. Oh, I love the Muppet Babies. That show is excellent. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to feel about it. Like, it feels a little Star Wars Episode One. Like, do we really yeah. need this? But when else would you have all of those superhero women, female, young women, in one place at one time? You're right. You're right. I guess. Is it just a device for getting them all together? And I shouldn't be such a pedant because I'm a completist and I think continuity is important, but it's not a thing in the comics universe. Like, they play with continuity all the time. They're always killing characters and bringing them back or like suddenly spider-man is black now which i love but like that wasn't the original spider-man and that's cool like they are much freer about breaking breaking canon or i guess creating alternate canons which i don't know i not being a comic person i wonder then who are the people getting up in arms about changes that are made in the superhero movies but Right. Whatever. I should be less of a stickler for continuity and just enjoy it for what it is because conceptually it's cute. So this kind of relates to a question we ask about like cast the gritty HBO reboot. Mm -hmm. So if they are adult female superheroes, what is a setting in which they would realistically be all getting together at the same time? Would it be like a bar or a newspaper office maybe like they're they, all beat reporters on different beats maybe they like all apply for the big brother house <laughs> like that one <laughs> or like do they still make the real world is that still a thing maybe they're all vying for brett michaels love <laughs> oh my god what was that no it should be a superhero <laughs> they're all vying for one of the superheroes love <laughs> oh yeah that's good Actually, that's horrible. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would watch the hell out of is a show about superhero superhero women who all just had kids and are in like a mom's group together. That would be funny. That would be awesome. No, that's the best. That's the best. And yeah. like, <laughs> like their outfits don't fit. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Because of the postpartum, like, changes. Oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> and the question is, like, are their babies super-powered too, or are they just normal babies? <laughs> and these super-powered <laughs> women are like, ugh, really? This is what I'm reduced to? I'm just, yeah. like, cleaning on spit-up and shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings on, just in general, the uh, superheroes that are just the female versions of male superheroes? That's a good question. There definitely could be... There's enough imagination in this world to create some original superheroes. Like, the, the women don't have to be spinoffs of men, I don't think. And but I think for branding, yeah. it's probably easier. Yeah. And I think there are in the comics world. I've heard great things about Squirrel Girl. But I don't think she is coming to a theater near you anytime soon. But I like in the teenifying, if you'll permit me to use that word that is not a word, of these female superheroes that they've sort of inserted a Spice Girl-like girl power message in there. I don't object to that. Um, but 
I don't know. The whole thing still feels a little icky to me. Yeah, totally. So we already talked about what adult show, well, do you think it compares to any adult show on television? I don't know. There are other superhero shows that are more for grown-ups. I haven't watched this, but just because it's high school, isn't there like that suicide show? Have you watched that? I have not. My sister, my oldest sister, uh, said it was really good and said she wouldn't let a teenager anywhere near it. But oh, really? But since our kids are still blissfully young enough to be far away from anything like this, that it made for a good watch. <laughs> okay. Kevin, my husband, watches all of the DC shows on the CW. He really likes The Flash and Arrow and... Uh, I guess he watches Supergirl a little bit. So those would be the most obvious anal- analogs. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Is that the right word? Comparisons. There. Yeah, okay. Let's just say that. So we're getting close to the part where we talk briefly about whether or not we think this is good for our kids. Um, but I was wondering if you had any hesitation about stuff like this. Because I don't have a girl. You're the only one of us who has a girl. Like, do you have any hesitation about things like superheroes? And I mean, we totally glossed over the subject of princesses when we watched Elena of Avalor. Like, does this seem like as much of a minefield to you as it seems like to me? I guess my kids are young enough that I haven't, I don't know. I think it'll be a long time before I explain like what a sex symbol is. Probably. I did check out this is kind of going the other way. I did check out a comic, a graphic novel about that was like DC superhero girls. I didn't look at it really because my son has read practically everything else in the graphic novel section and gave it to him and he loved it. And then when he was done with it, he said, I didn't think I was going to like it because this was about girls, but it was awesome. Oh, yay. So... That made me not really hesitate, like, because I don't know. I don't really censor what he reads. I'm, I think whatever is fine. Oh, so, I'm so glad you're raising such good non-gender conforming kids, Deborah. <laughs> so far, so far. Um, but I would, I, well, the episodes are so short. I don't know. I mean, you could watch like a whole season in a sitting practically. Yeah. I'm not sure that I, I mean, I had Barbies growing up and I was exposed to all those terrible gendered stereotypes. And I don't think that it scarred my psyche overly. I mean, I think there's a lot of other things that were worse. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and they, these, I mean, superheroes are just by definition, they're empowered. Yeah. I guess. Like the theme song says, get your cape on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I would ha- rather have them watch this than maybe some other some other shows. I don't I feel neutral. I feel neutral about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I will just briefly say that obviously Jay isn't there yet. He can't really follow a plot to this degree yet, so we will not be watching DC superhero girls, not cuz I feel like it would be bad for him, but just because he's not at the point where he can he could follow things like this yeah i'm not gonna waste our screen time on this we're gonna be watching you know what is a rectangle with the bubble guppies or something right (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you ever watch this show alone voluntarily? You know, I guess maybe I would just because they're so short. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, obviously there was no complexity there, but it was perfectly fine. Once I got past like the feminist gut reaction of, oh my gosh, why do these superheroes all have to be thin and beautiful? And why can't there be more realistic depictions of strong women in our media today? Once I got past that, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other general thoughts on the show? No, but I am curious. I'm curious about the other Lego shows and why. How does Lego do that? How do they get everything? Well, maybe we'll have to sporadically delve into the world of Lego shows and see how they compare to our Galactic Wonder episode. Yeah. So good. stay tuned, listeners. Ratings? I would probably give it a... I never rate anything more than a three, but I would give it a three. How about you? I would also give it a three. I uh, thought it was, again, perfectly fine. Not bad, not good. Neutral rating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, I think we're supposed to call it Apple Podcasts now. We really appreciate any feedback you would like to give us on that or on Stitcher, on Google Play, any podcast aggregating service of your choice. Please tweet us with show or movie suggestions or any general comments you might have at MyScreenTime2. You can also email us at MyScreenTime2 at gmail.com. And tune in next time for more real talks about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by screen time screen time screen time screen time